Real quick note before I let this show start, uh, unfortunately this one's been recorded for about two weeks and I was having some sound problems trying to get the uh, CJ to not be so loud, so unfortunately there is a little bit of him being loud, uh, I couldn't get rid of it, but, you know, hopefully you can bear with it, uh, we should have the next one up pretty soon, as, uh, get this one out there and get some feedback, and yeah, we love you guys, uh, I mean, we don't have anybody yet, but me and Ian do the prototype, and, you know, uh, we, uh, we understand. You guys don't always get around to commenting. Please let us know what you think. You can't get better unless you do. Uh, thank you. Oh, I guess I can go now? Yeah, you All right. can go now. Alright, welcome to, uh, 5CC. With me today is 4 of the 5 the podcast. Yeah. Isn't it always 4 of the 5 that, uh, we have when we're podcasting? Aren't you always kind of one of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, but whatever. We've only had two episodes. I mean, our, our listeners aren't really used to anything. So they might be used to the 4 people, though. Yeah, we might have to change ourselves to 4CC. You know that, right? Yeah, we can just leave it 5CC and they just think we're talking about 5-color control or something. Sure, yeah. okay. Some porn site. Probably edit that out. Um, Alright, well, we got some topics and some stuff we want to talk about. We'll start out with uh, one of our segments uh, that we like to try to incorporate into it. Apparently, I am not talking loud enough. CJ's mic picks up everything but my voice. And uh, we're going to talk about what, what you're hot about. Anybody got anything in particular that they're excited about? Or, you know, M11's out. We got tons of new cards. We got to talk louder than that. Oh, I didn't tell anybody we have. We don't have Corey today, but we have Steve. Yep, Steve's here. Um, Hi. <laughs> Steve's definitely here. Obnoxiously loud. We have Steve, Ian, CJ, and me, myself, Danny. How's everyone yeah. doing out there on the uh, interwebs? Well, yeah, let's talk about what we're what we're excited about, what we're hot about. What I'm excited about is actually uh, making preparations for. Uh, October, heading down to Nashville for the Star City 5K. It's so far from now. I'm oh, but I'm so excited for it right so now. I'm, I'm very excited for it. Actually. I got the I got the hotel booked, and we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. We're going to go down for the whole weekend, so if any listeners want to check us out or anything, they can email us or, you know, the no comments on our previous show. <laughs> yeah, the no comments. We did get an email. We got one email. That's it. Oh, we did get an email. Yeah, who who is that? Who is that one listener? He said he really enjoyed our show. He enjoyed our show. Yeah. Um. He said, you know, we were awesome or something like that. I can I can try to look him up and we'll talk about it. Oh, we'll, we'll about talk about it later. We'll get um, to that. Ian, anything you excited about except the trip? Uh. Top eighted. Congratulations. We just got back from Friday Night Magic, folks. We're recording at like what one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, okay, let's see. Let's what let's see what our records were. I went uh oh, God, two and three, Ian. Uh four and two after top eight. Four and two after top eight. Dan, I, how'd you do? Technically two, two and one, but I would have been three and two. Yeah, could you because you, you were playing the uh, control and took a long time on that last round. He stalled more than I do. He's I know playing, he stalled. He's playing blue, green, blue, white aggro, and I take less time to take my turns than he does. <laughs> he played take five minutes to play a Lotus Cobra. I'm like, oh, dude, I feel like you're slow running me. He's like, yeah, I know, whatever. And I'm like, I, he won game one, so he definitely slow rolled yeah. you. And then Steve, who ran off and disappeared, <laughs> I don't know where he went. He's probably a 
Uh, <laughs> probably. Um, he went uh, three and two. Um, what I was playing uh, was the uh, uh, Primeval Titan uh, Balakut deck, uh, which I made a horrible play mistake on the uh, very first uh, round, and it cost me the game. Uh, so that turned and sent me spiraling, playing all the different jank decks that got beat on the first round, and it was hard fighting through all those different decks. What were you playing there, Ian? I was playing Thomas Aldraza Green, except I took all the little creatures out and basically put in all the bigger creatures that are relevant. Um, and then I added blue for Sweet to Dwile, uh, four mana leaks, a couple cancels, uh, a couple Jace Ingenuity, and some sideboard stuff. So, worked pretty good. It's basically like beat down with a control aspect to it. I don't so, know if the listeners can hear, but I can hear Steve upstairs. You can hear him upstairs? Well, he's right on the this stairs. mic is ridiculous. No, he's actually on the other side of the door, in the kitchen. But, yeah, um, and just so you know, uh, the, fir- the very first episode of 5CC, it was really hard to hear us all. Um, so I went out and I sprung for the cash and I actually bought a uh, podcasting mic. So if we're too loud. So if we're too loud this time. Which it shouldn't be. Cause turn down your thing. iPod. <laughs> if you can't turn it down, I'm <coughs> sorry. You probably take yeah, we're, we're sorry. Uh, we're, we're slowly getting the technology to actually do a real podcast. We uh, Give us time, stick with us. We're going to get better at this. Um, you always heard like the Manipool talk about like don't listen to their first ten episodes. Yeah. This is our first ten episodes. Don't listen to this. If you're listening to it now, I don't think we should tell them that. No. Wait a few minutes. Uh, wait, like, like, wait till they've already listened to the first twenty, and they don't listen to it. And then they don't listen to the first. Okay. Yeah. So okay. if you, so if you've list. already, if you found us and we're on episode twenty-two, don't listen to this episode. Stop. <laughs> How's that? Is that, that works. That, okay, that works. What we can do is, while we're going, we can make a list of the really good ones, and when people say, I love your podcast. Oh, check so, out check out show not two. <laughs> check out show five, seven, nine, and thirteen. Anyone that Steve's not in. <laughs> well, currently, Steve is not in this one. Well, he's not in this one. I don't know where he went. Uh, but so, the Jengon playing is my red, white, and blue. If you listen to the prototype, it's no surprise. I, uh... I've been playing Red, White, and Blue since November. Um, oh, God. I've been playing it for a long time. Yeah, but you're going to have to give that up. I know. I, I just... It's almost becoming like a drug habit. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's, like it's, it's what I've invested all my money into. Like, you have you have everything because you, you know, you're rich. and you I know, I'm not money. rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're upper middle class. I'm middle class. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, you you have the cards to build whatever you want, and like the only I try to build anything green. I don't have noble high arcs. I don't have you know like there's cards that I just can't afford. I don't have noble high arcs either. I know you. I sold them. Shards, so. <laughs> but to segue into our topic today, uh, we there's just so many cards I can't afford. Like if I wanted to play Esper right now instead of red, white, and blue, I'd want Grave Titan. What's Grave Titan at right now? Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. I already have Bane Slayers. I have Gideons, I have Jaces, I have Elspeths, I have um, Johnny's. You know, I was like, I have right, all that right. stuff. It's perfect. Well, see, the funny know. part is, is we all we all play down in uh, Universal Comics in uh, uh, Canton, Ohio. And Joe, the owner there, who's who is an awesome guy, he sells the cards 
very cheap, like very competitive with like the Star Cities and you know the uh, all the different online stores and stuff. He sells the cards very competitive for these things. You know what I mean? And even still, the cards are very expensive well, and hard to afford. Today, I, he saw my Jason. He's like, "I'd give you fifty bucks for that." I'm like, "Whoa, fifty? They offered me twenty-five for Gideon. Like that's what he's selling Gideon at. He's selling Gideon. At I know because he just wants it to turn it over. Like, but the thing that I don't understand about him is he he buys it and and he sells it at the same price. He makes no profit off his cards unless they like trade like. Let's say buy more. Than but, that. but that's what I think. What he does is he gets like those higher price cards, and then people come in and dump off, you know, like three nobles to him or yeah. four nobles, and then he turns those over. I think that's what he does with them. You know, I he does really well with the shop. He yeah. he gets a decent turnout. Uh, although lately, like with the prices of cards, uh, some of the people that we used to play with, who are a lot of funds, just of stop showing up. Yeah. They're they're quitting. They're selling their cards. The people who are more like, you know, I play this game because it's a game, are like, I just can't afford this game right. because it's a game. Yeah, I have kids, or I have, you know, I have responsibilities—a house payment, a cell phone bill—and I can't afford, you know, a place that adjacent at two hundred and fifty dollars or whatever they're at. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, Jace is easily going to top up over a hundred dollars. Everyone's everyone's predicting it. Uh, it doesn't matter if we talk about it. Everyone's talking about it. Jace is going to go up over a hundred dollars, and everyone's going to be going nuts trying to pick them up. And and the basic thing is, control is going to be back in a big way. There's there's lots of articles that are out there right now, like on Star City. You have you have uh, Sullivan's library, the article uh, written by uh, Adrian Sullivan. He's writing right now. He just put up an article. Uh, Blue white it, uh, is king. Tap out and waffle tap out. You know, What's so waffle, uh, we can take a look at that and see and see what that deck list is. The um, the big thing, like with with control coming and Jace being the star of any of those control decks, because if you don't answer Jace and he's on the table, he gives you such an advantage, it's hard to overcome it. And with the uh, shard stuff rolling out, there's going to be less answers for those planeswalkers, because you're not going to be able to blightening someone and kill a Jace. So you're not going to get that three for one and stuff like that. Well, honestly, so a lot of people have said that we, the only reason Jace right now isn't overpowered is blood rate into a spell that deals three damage. Right. You know, more than two damage. Like blood braid into a burst lightning still kills Jace. That what that's what makes it you know Jace so hard. Not anymore, but when Jace first came out, the argument was John stomped on Jace. Even if you went from like don't do that. Even if you went from uh, if you went Jace and you immediately fate sealed somebody. Um, if you went Jace and you immediately fate sealed somebody. They could untap, play Blood Braid into like a Lightning or a Lightning Bolt or like anything that dealt damage or another Hasty, you know, in the old version. Right? The Jun deck does what Jun does. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, even Naya could still do that. But like sure. Blood Braid into anything that deals damage kills Jace. And without that, there's no Pulse either to take care of Jace or Gideon or a Johnny. There's no. There's not going to be any Fifteen Meals. Fifteen Meals did not get reprinted in M11. So, like, well, like, currently, uh, some other high-priced cards that are out there is obviously Baneslayer. A little more reasonable now at $30, um, because now you can actually go out and buy some of those. But I it, I honestly feel that as soon as Shards is out, Baneslayers are going to rise back up because they're going to become, like, a key opponent, you know, in some of these decks. The, um, 
obviously the Primeval Titan because of all the different Titan decks that have started to pop up. Uh, even the Sun Titan is probably going to start to climb, even though it was the promo giveaway and everything like that. Because um, there, there's a, a couple of the blue-white, you know, Titan control decks that are used that utilizing the, you know, the Sun Titan. Probably pick up your Stoneforge Mystics too, because those are going to go up. Yep, Stoneforge Mystic because of the uh, the new sword, the uh, mind, the uh, soul and mind. Even uh, if you don't like the sword of body and mind, you at least have uh, you have it. They're probably going to have another sword, so even during, um, what was that, Meriden it came out? Meriden, yeah. Meriden. The Sword of Light and Shadow wasn't as eventful as the Sword of, um, right. of uh, Light and uh, Fire and Ice, which, you know, so like there's all, this one might be the uneventful one. It's hard to think, like, Sword of Body and Mind, which, you know, mills 10 and gives you a dude, would be the uneventful one. But they could make, what's the other one? It's Red White. They can make it like Lightning Helix. Or something dumb like that, where it deals three damage to something and you gain three life. You know, but yeah, which would be broken. That would the old one gained you three life, and the other the blue, like the blue sword, um, the blue red sword when the red ability triggered, it deals two damage to target creature or player. So it's not out of line to think that it could maybe with the power creep the way it is, and two being the new, three being the new two, that they could replace it with like. Pro white, pro red. It's just speculation, of course. Plus two, plus two. When it deals damage, <coughs> three damage or something, you gain three life. I mean, it's not out of you know. It's, no, it's, I, I I get it. But the, the the other thing too, though, is like, uh, have you guys heard about the uh, card shortage out in Europe right now? I think Ian just told me about it last night. Yeah, because I, I was telling I was telling Ian about it. There, uh, a couple of the podcasts were talking about it. There's some articles on uh, uh, MTV. Uh, MTG Salvation has it in their forums. You can check out. People are talking about it and everything. Uh, apparently, the English print of M11 cards are completely sold out in Europe. Um, now, that's from the distributors are sold out or Magic or, or Wizards is sold out. Um, I, I can't remember which one it was, but what it, what's, what's going to end up happening is a trickle-down effect. Because the uh, Europeans easily have internet, they're gonna go on, you know, to MTG, you know, and you know, Channel Fireball and start. Yeah, they're gonna go to all. They're all. They're all gonna go to the online stores and start buying English versions from here, which is only gonna help inflate the prices of M11. Um, because currently, right now, with the Primeval Titan sitting right around fifty dollars, mm-hmm. it's just way too much money. Yeah. Especially with Pineal Titan, I mean, he's really good, and he's one of those green cards. Grave Titan, so it's next, right? Yeah, the Grave Titan also is is just really up there in price, too, and he really hasn't been proven in any kind of debt. That's the sad part, because he's not in anything. He's at $30, and the second he goes in something and it's playable, people are like, $50. Like, right. The well, Half the problem, obviously, is Mythics. It's the Mythics. Uh, they, they, as soon as they started that mythic crap, you know, they, every, every price of every mythic that was playable shot up in the air because there were supposedly so few of them, you know. Yeah, there's less of them than there are rares. Honestly, shards look not as bad as, um, Zendikar. Shards is a hundred times worse than, uh, I mean, Zendikar is worse than shards. It's Rafiq, Rafiq's still like five dollars half the time anymore, and he's a mythic rare. And well, there are the cheap mythics, though. Well, I mean, like, he was playable during Ban, and I think the most he ever was was 10 bucks. 
and like it's been the introduction of pow- more powerful planeswalkers, more powerful titans. Like, well, if you if you kind of remember when when Jace came out, because there wasn't really big expensive mythics before Jace, except for Bane Slayer. Um, that was basically but, the staple. Yeah, the one that, the one that kind of started to to break the whole system apart was Bane Slayer. But the Jace was on pre-sale for like seventeen or eighteen dollars on Star City, mm-hmm. and people bought tons of them. They got screwed. Is what and then what ended up happening is they ended up buying them in at more than people were paying for them for the pre-sale just so that they can fill their pre-sales. Now, this is rumor. This is just what I've heard. No, I'm pretty sure that's You know what I mean? And, and I think what what a lot of the sites are, you know, like the you know the secondary market is terrified of is there's going to be these cards that come in, you know what I mean, that they're going to sell out at like $12, and all of a sudden that card's going to blow up and become really popular and then they're going to have to buy them back in it more than they sold them for originally. Well, that's what happened with Time Reversal is they, uh, and like the very next set, what was it? Rise. Gideon. Gideon was overpriced. Oh, yeah. From the second he, he was spoiled, he went as like a $30 card on there because they they didn't want to get bit like the Jays they did. So they, they up, they've been every place. Star City is probably the most you know, culprit of it. Has been jacking their prices up on the pre-releases. Yeah, but to be fair with with Star City, I mean, if they're if they're if they're selling them, they're selling them, right? You know what I mean? So I do I do I blame Star City for doing it? No. But what it, but, but what it, but what it's doing though is it's going to take the the be able to go in and go in and play this game, and it's going to make the price of entry so high that you're going to attract newer players. Yeah, you're not going to be. Able. Yeah, because how you how are you gonna walk up to someone and be like, yeah, there's this really game, and you introduce them to it, and you and you kind of play like the intro decks, like how Wizards wants you to introduce them to the game, which is fine. That's a great way to introduce someone. And then when they start going to Friday Night Magic and being like, yeah, now you have to spend six hundred dollars to really start to win. You know what I mean? Because everyone just goes through and they they look at what decks are popular and winning at the time. They buy those decks, the people that are, can afford it, or they slowly trade over time to get them. And then next thing you know, the cards that are in it are all twenty dollars, twenty five dollars, thirty dollars, fifty dollars, eighty dollars. Well, the the argument is people have said is that mythic rares have lowered the prices of regular rares. I don't think so. Like manlands and stuff, they said they would have been between ten and fifteen dollars instead of like between three and like seven, like they are now. And honestly, I'd rather pay ten or fifteen dollars for manlands than pay sixty dollars or 50, you know fifty sixty dollars for you know like non-land. You know, stuff. Well, like I I think I think the fauna shaman, I think that one's gonna end up going much yeah, higher. See, that's just a rare, so it's already at twelve. And if you think about it. What rares have we seen, you know, be that too high. expensive? Like that's pretty high for a rare. Um, like, I mean, Mind Break Trap when it first came out was like fifteen. Yeah, but and, and, and because everyone thought that card was going to be amazing, and it's not the best trap card. Not even close to the best trap card. Okay, okay why so don't you tell them about your super secret tech? It's not my super secret or tech. It, it's overwhelming. Is that what you call it? Your overwhelming tech, yeah. so good. That thing that I've suggest- I told you about. That. Oh, they did, it, and it's such a great suggestion, guys. If you are playing in red, 
do not ignore the power of Ricochet Trap. That card is so amazing. The, the, for the, standard, of course. For standard, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the A lot of decks now, uh, like the Turbo Lands, the, there's the Pyromancer Ascension decks that are starting to pop up and everything. Steal those Time Warps off of them. That you would be amazed at how much that cripples those decks. If you just take the Time Warp, you're like, take an extra turn? No, I think I will. <laughs> And then it's like one mana if they cast time. Yeah, it's one. It's one mana. mana. It's one mana. Plus, and plus, it's relevant too because it's only five, I think, to hard cast it. Four. It's only four. Is it only four? And you can reverse any spell. Yeah. Any spell, you know. But blue, it just punishes blue so much. Mana leak? I don't think so. Yeah, it's really good. It's a really good like tacky card to have in the sideboard. My super tech this week has been destructive force. In my control, which we, which I saw that last game, which was just hilarious, dude. He could not win. No, I I don't know. I don't, and he wouldn't scoop you either because he, yeah, he was he was time rolling. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He. I. What happened is I I untapped on turn six. It was turn six because I passed my right. moment. I uh I turned four at Jace. Um. Turn five at Gideon, and turn six uh destructive force putting him at one land. No. I had re I resolved in a Johnny also. Right. And uh, I destructive force within a Johnny, a Gideon, and like a Jace, or it was the one I had at Elspeth or something. Right. Something was different, but there was definitely a Jace, definitely a Johnny. And I got to the point where I could I then nuked his lands with a Johnny after he accumulated three to four, and he just would not scoop because, like I said, he was slow rolling me because he had one game one, and he didn't want you know we go to game three. Because there, there was there was only like eleven four. minutes. There's, when you when you when you blew up the lands, it was like eleven minutes, fourteen. Yeah, there was no way I had. And the thing is, I started considering should I slow roll also with him so that I don't have the opportunity of losing the third match because he might be able to blow me out third match. Sure. So for a second there, I'm like, no, I'm gonna go for it. So I I eventually won, and then we ended up going the time because he took forever in game three, any mold or something, and he just. Stalling, which you know, there's only so much you can do about people like that. And it, the game, the match, honestly, didn't matter. I was, two, we were both two and two. Neither of us was gonna make it in the top eight. But if, if you know, it would have been like it mattered. I would have been super upset. Yeah, I, I understand. So, what was some of the fun plays that you made tonight, Ian? Fun, fun plays that I made. Uh, well, I love Gaia's Revenge. Um, I think people overlook that card drastically, and it kills them. Uh, it's an 8-5 hasty for 7, 2 green and 5 colorless. Um, and then what it does is it has haste, can't be countered, and cannot be the target of spells or abilities. Of non-green. It cannot be targeted by spells yeah. or abilities from non-green sources. Is that how it's stated? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was stated it cannot be, it cannot be the target of non It cannot be targeted. Um, right, Abby, you're close enough. Yeah, you yeah. can't be the target of spells or abilities from non-green sources. It has Shroud from non-green sources. Right. Basically. Yeah, and, basically. Um, so, it's I got blown out by it tonight. I, like, I date or something, he untaps guest, Gaia's Revenge, and I was at seven. I'm like, I can't win. <laughs> <laughs> no blockers, nothing. In there. Tapped out. Yeah. Fuck. And then I also used uh, in board, I didn't get a chance to actually use it, use it, but Mind Luck will. Um, yeah. For basically the Valakut matchup, 
because Valakut has so many dig effects, including just Primeval Titan alone, um, it wrecks you. That it makes them have so many dead cards, including all their fetches, um, cultivates, dead. rampant growths, primevals. It's just like a ton of cards. Uh, Colony Heart Expeditions. It makes like over half their deck completely dead cards. And they don't have an answer for artifacts. That was the super super effective thing I put at like 3 in the morning last night. <laughs> 3 in the morning? Just in case I had to play Ian? No, it was because we were expecting more valid that decks than we actually seen. I actually think there was only two. I figured out yeah. today. I was looking through my binder. Well, no, and, that could be, and that could be because Primeval Titans are $50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We put them in last night because I tossed you. I said you should go. You should add these, and I tossed you the extra ones so you could um have them. So how about you, Steve? What did you end up playing, and and how did you do? Well, I should have top aided, but you know I didn't. Made, made a horrible mistake. I uh, was playing blue red, take a lot of turns deck <laughs> with Pirates of Ascension, and I had enough mana to win that turn. But the problem was I cast my 4C. He was at 3. I cast my 4C and I left no blue mana open. Getting a, uh, what, what call it, call it a mine? Call it a mine. In order to get a bolt back, I had 4 red mana. That cost me the entire round. On the flip side. Oh, so you missed tapped. Yeah. That <laughs> cost me the entire round. Because I won the first one, he won the next two. It was pretty awful. But on the flip side, uh, Jace was at seven, and I had three active ascensions in four turns, you know, nine, eleven, thirteen. Cast time warp. Cast time, cast time warp, then nine, eleven, thirteen. Lose. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty slick. I think he's a really good main. We probably should probably move him to main. It was, it was, it was really funny, because when... Uh, uh, I was I was playtesting with some of the uh, M11 stuff as it was coming out, uh, going on to workstation and, and just trying out some of the new cards and everything. And I built a uh, uh, white weenie deck, and I put the Leyline of Sanctity in that deck, and that's the Leyline where you cannot be the the target of tar uh, spells or abilities your opponents control. And yeah, you basically have shroud. You can target yourself, but they can't target you and stuff. So I I. People were play uh, making play mistakes into this thing like crazy. So I was playing. So I was playing a guy who was playing with the uh, Jason Mind Sculptor, and he starts fate sealing himself. Now I, I have the ley line in play because I had it in my opening hand. And I dropped it on the table, and he's fate sealing himself. So I'm thinking, okay, he's just fate sealing himself to get the counters up. Eventually, he's gonna O-ring the you know the ley line and use Jason's ultimate. I'm just gonna see what happens. You know what I mean? So I go through, and I'm attacking, but I'm not attacking Jace. I'm just attacking him. So I'm trying to race him at this point, because I'm not going to be able to just, you know, sit there and let him fate seal and just keep going, because I didn't have, like, a lot of pressure on the field. So he eventually gets up to where he has the 13 counters, and he fires off the ultimate. And I'm like, uh, okay. And he goes, I... Uh, that he puts the counters down to one on uh, Jace, and I type over. I was like, you know, I've never lost to Jace's ultimate. And he types, LOL, until now. I still haven't lost to Jace. And I said, yeah, and that record still holds. I still have not lost to Jace's ultimate. Pick a legal target. And he looks at me and he goes, what? I was like, you cannot target me with that. 
You have to target yourself. And and then he takes and puts the counters up to 13 and brainstorms. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not taking that playback. What about the guy who was just playing like a champion we were playing vampires? Oh, yeah, vampires. There was a there was gatekeeper kicked. Target player sacrifices a creature. Then the same game, he plays a mind sludge. Choose a legal target. Like choose a legal target. Just discard your whole hand. Player lost. Oh well. At least you didn't get a noob token. At least I didn't get a noob token. Well, I should have gave him a noob token. I should have. Oh no, I don't have any. Um. So let's see. Yeah, that's that. Just people misplay a lot. We play on workstation. I didn't know if we told people this, but like we start taking like making a montage of all the bad. Misplaced that people you know not understanding the rules. Oh, like if Moto didn't cost me money, I'd play Moto. But like I would too, and and I don't begrudge anyone who plays on on Magic Online. I didn't begrudge. I have money to spend on Magic. I'm gonna spend it on the paper cards. I'm not gonna spend it on virtual cards. I know there are people that play it, and I and and if I had the extra income to actually afford it. I would I would go ahead and do that, but the prices of cards there are being affected just like they are in standard. Because yeah. Jace actually jumped up to to a hundred dollars. Yeah, to a hundred one hundred. You know that's ridiculous for a virtual card. Yeah, it's sad. Um. Yeah, and it's like the thing is they're not helping. Like the only reason I was considering running, uh, getting I actually did buy online. It was ten bucks. Uh, Magic online. I actually bought it the other day um, and signed up for it and everything because I wanted to draft and I got it for drafting. That's the only reason I got it, so I can draft, you know. And I figured I was going to pay for packs anyways. Why not just pay it on there? And after I start getting good, it'll just pay for itself. You know, once you win so many matches, you know, you you like you start yeah, you start getting tickets and stuff. Yeah, and so I'm looking for you know that's what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to draft all day long. Well, you should go. You should go join the limited resources yeah, guys. Considering it, yeah. I, See if you can start helping them uh, get their whole uh, limited so resources. Many. I know they want so many packs. Yeah. Um, speaking of packs, <laughs> about the split packs, it's so dumb. Oh yeah, there's there's it, and it seems like it's confirmed at this point that the second set of Mirrodin is going to be split packs. Uh, this has me banging my head against a wall. A couple of things that really bother me about this is well, let me explain what what yeah, what exactly the rumor what is. is. Okay, first it's going to be a small set, just like the the okay. middle the, the middle set of all the blocks usually is. They're going to take half of the print cards and put them into one pile, half of the print cards and put them in the other pile, and then they're going to wrap them in a different wrapper. There's going to be coalition packs and there's going to be Phyrexian packs. Supposedly. The names may be different than when it's actually re released. But this is what the rumor is right now and, and you know, pseudo-confirmed. The problem that I have with this is, like what I've heard a lot of other people say, is if there's a chase, if there's too many chase rares in a certain pack over another, card shops are going to be left with nothing but these you know, worthless packs that no one wants to buy because there's nothing in there that you really want to go after. I plus, I buy a lot of cards when sets come when sets first come out. I usually buy a case and I open them up and you know, I, it's just what I do. That's how I accumulate yeah, my cards. I try not to buy case. singles. 
you know what I mean, unless I, I have to, to build play sets and stuff. The, the problem that I'm having with this is, one, I want to know how they're dividing up these packs. Or is it going to be 18 packs of Brexian in a box and 18 packs of Coalition? Is it going to be a whole case of nothing but Coalition packs? You know what I mean? I, I, like, it has me going crazy trying to figure out how is this going to affect everything that's going on. What do you think about it, Ian? I honestly have no clue. Um, it doesn't affect me. Everybody, everybody singles, not packs. Yeah, I buy singles, not I don't even buy singles. I don't have money for singles. So honestly, it's like I'm I'm not the consumer base. I play the game, but I'm not like I'm not the base that would actually be affected by it. Steve. I used to be the consumer base and <laughs> you sold your foil cases for two hundred dollars and that Bullshit I sold it for two hundred dollars and sold them three hundred. Okay. But still you could still be sad about that. Shut up. That was before they were eighty dollars. Yeah, that's when they're still like forty. Yeah, when, when they, they were, were that was when they were hundred dollar foils. Right. Yeah. Which then seemed really good, right? And yeah. I would I would have sold them. They would have been gone. See ya. Yeah. That's bad. I mean, and I don't know about the pack, my ideas, my thoughts on the pack thing. I think as long as they keep they put like the a chase they rare put in each. Yeah. <laughs> like they put it like a Jace and like a Bane Slayer. And like like Jason, this one band. Like you know what I mean. Players already eleven. See, but even no, if, but I, even I if but if, so, okay, so look at it. Look at it this ass. way though. Like if there's a if there's a Jason one one set and there's a Bane Slayer in the other, both great cards, and you're gonna buy a pack. What pack are you gonna buy? Okay, it's bad example. You're gonna go after the Jays. Well, so that, that, that's like what a I mean. Like needle and a grape, like one and each. Right, so but it, it's about the same level. But like like right now, like if you put Primeval Titan in one half and Bane Slayer, yeah, Bane Slayer is a great card and it's worth some money. But the the Primeval Titan is so popular that they're gonna whittle down on those packs and then you're gonna be stuck with the other half. Well, wizard wizards knows what cards are chase cards. So as long as they like put balanced chase cards in each. I just think that it's really risky. Uh, the reason I think it's risky is because everyone kind of got like a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth with the Mirrodin block the last time. So when they came around again and said, we're going back to Mirrodin, everyone was like, oh, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, like, they're all worried about, like, you know, if Infinity is coming back and all these different things. And I just think it's the wrong set to take this kind of a risk on because they you don't want to have like Mirrodin because you'll never be able to go back to that plan again if this fails. Yeah. You know, because you, if you, like five years from now, if they're like, we're going to go back, we're going to go back to Mirrodin, everyone's going to be like, fuck, I quit. <laughs> well, I saw a comment on like a post about new scars or scars just going back to Mirrodin and stuff. It's like, now they just need to create reprint Ravenger at Mythic Rare so I can quit playing Magic. He's like so upset about it because, I mean, you know, he's like, now I just need to print Ravenger at Mythic Rare and the Artifact Land so I can just quit playing Magic for the rest of my life. That's the thing, is there are a lot of people that are already on the verge because Standard's so expensive. Right. Even, like, Legacy, they're not helping people out in Legacy either. I mean, they with with reserve list and they did kind of help people out and extended but they boned a lot of people. They boned a lot of people, They, they messed a lot of people up and, like, it's really funny because Wizards, they're like, we're not going to devalue legacy cards by reprinting them but we will hose extended, extended players <laughs> <laughs> and we will charge 
the standard players off the ass. For you know those dark year. depths that you just paid forty dollars yeah. a piece for? They're now worth like four dollars. I would have to pay people to take them. Right, right. I because mean, no one who wants them. I mean, they're they're not useful they in legacy. Softer depths might be okay in legacy, but I don't think it's really that relevant. Too slow. Well, that's what I mean. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's really that relevant. Um. But I mean, it's it's sad to see like it's sad that standard's so expensive because Magic is such a great game that um I think if they found out a way to make it cheaper for players, they'd have so many more people playing. Yeah, I mean, Dark Depth's still selling for twenty four, so it's not terrible, but it definitely took a dive. What is it? Twenty four. Dark Depth. Yeah, it's still selling for twenty four. Friend might need to be really good in that. Yeah, that's what I, I know people that play Pokemon so you know, center play magic because it's cheaper. And you know, talk a little bit louder than you talk. Um but no, I mean that's the thing is like well, Yu Gi Oh doesn't do it right either. Like Yu Gi Oh will reprint like a Jace at common and, <laughs> and and people will not be happy because you don't hold any trade value. I mean they'll be no. Uh, guess what? My Jace is hollow foil and has text that's hollow foil. So guess what? Mine costs five cents. <laughs> so well, guess what? Now it's banned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now you can only play. Then you then you, 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 and, then you and then you sell all of them and then they go. Oh, it's unbanned. No, we changed our mind. Yeah, we changed our mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about Max. They don't make that many mistakes, but I do think that they're they're kind of hurting themselves with that. Well, they're kind of hurting themselves with mythics. But Hasbro did force their hands in the mythic. Do you think? No, it's. Yeah, I've heard a lot of sources that have talked about how Hasbro went to them and says Yu-Gi-Oh has four rarities we need to do. You guys need to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I see. I didn't think Hasbro really messed with them so that was, much. They, that was what they did. Uh, they don't mess with them anymore because they are like selling like hotcakes. Like they they're saving Hasbro's butt so bad right now. That like wizards could look at you and say, do you know what? Do you want to make money this year? Leave us alone, <laughs> right? It's like Hasbro's, you know, says one thing to them, they're just like, okay, you're gonna go bankrupt, and we'll just let it happen. And we'll just reprint like four Jaces in the same set and sell boxes all day long. Like they'll reprint Jace in M11, like, M12. Like they come back for M12 and be like, Mind Sculptor, Bane Slayer, uh. All Gideon, common. Gideon. No, like, just do a Mythics, or just do, like, a bunch of Planeswalkers that are all worth a lot of money, and just go, we will sell this box. Status. Yeah. We will sell this box. We will sell all of our boxes. Let's put it that way. And, you know, like, they could bankrupt Hasbro and turn around and just make, and make millions of dollars after that. I think Wizards should uh, be separate from Hasbro, honestly, because they... Like they used to be? Yeah, I don't think there's any reason why they can't. I think it was legally they they decided just for a little bit of you know what is it uh comfort they they want they didn't want to worry about you know if they made one mistake they you know in well on top of that they couldn't afford it and because plus, they were trying to get like more they didn't have the actual warehouses they didn't have as much of printing capability they didn't have the financial capability by themselves and then D and D started to take a dive back in like the late nineties so it was like eh. Or actually, it was more like the early to mid '90s. D and D started to take it out. So. And that's also when they had Kamigawa block. Roughly. Early to mid '90s was when Magic like first started. Uh, Magic's been around for 15 years. 
early to mid nineties, not two thousand. I think it started in ninety four, ninety five. Start yeah. Magic started in ninety three. Oh that's, yeah. That's early to mid nineties. Okay. Like right after Magic, D and D started taking those guys, and that's when their Wizards turned to Hasbro and was like, "Hey, we need some help. We're a pretty good company. You guys can have a good opportunity here." Yeah. And then like Kamigawa then helped them. So, but now that since Zendikar they've been doing amazing. Like they've been doing great. It's like home runs. Yeah. Like maybe maybe Wizards needs to pull a Bungie and leave. <laughs> yeah, but the thing between Wizards and Bungie is Bungie sucks. <laughs> they make wow, some good I games. No, they don't. I like Halo. Yeah, so does every other person who doesn't like good games. I like good games. <laughs> I play Call of Duty. That's not really a good game, but people say it is. Modern but... Camp Fest 2? Yeah. Modern Campus 2. I play Blaze Blue 2. I'm not very good at it. I just get stomped. Like, you can't play this guy in those games. You just get stomped. Right, right. Well, why don't we like, take... Like what happened to Standard. But I guess <laughs> we'll come back with Standard impressions after the break. Sure, we're going to take a short break, guys. Holy shit, Suzuki's Cupcakes and Google? Dude, what are you doing? Shut the fuck up! You <laughs> missed a word. So we're back. We're gonna have to put the uh, parental advisory on that one. <laughs> wow, I can hear the crackling. Oh, the Google's not going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, maybe that you said it, and maybe it doesn't. It probably doesn't. It's so appropriate. It is um, appropriate. <laughs> so we're we talking. So we're going to talk about standard impressions. Yeah, right? just kind of what we think where standards heading and everything. Like, what decks do we think are going to pop up? And you let's know, talk about what we saw tonight. I, I mean, feel like that this conversation is going to be irrelevant for months. In two months. In two months, it probably will be when Scars comes out. <laughs> you have eight more F and M's. Yeah. Well, for the next eight, ten, the next ten F and M's. When's it coming out? Like out? October sixteenth. Oh no, before then. It's like it's early October. Because hmm. when we when we go to the uh, Star City on October sixteenth. You hear me chewing with my mouth closed? Go ahead. Well, I can hear myself chewing anyway. No. <laughs> So, so the uh, um, when we go when we're going to the uh, Star City in October, uh, Scars is already going to be legal at that point. Oh, when's that? Uh, the fifteenth. Oh wow. So the it's gonna be the week before. The, the the week or two weeks before it comes out, it's like right at the beginning. You know, I can look it up real quick while we're talking. Yeah, but I mean, for you know. People listen to podcasts like weekly now and then, so, I mean, we're going to try to get more than one out a week, a month, you know? <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. No, last, we did one, one a month, see? One one, a month. We we need a little bit more frequency, yeah. I think. You go once every other week and we do it after that. Yeah. One a month, I'm going to listen to you. Uh, like I know. a gin. Unless you guys are like the best ever. Like yeah. the gin. What's the gin? The gin is a, a podcast on here. He's he he nice. yeah he uh, the gin is on the uh, MTG cast uh, network and it it only comes out like once every like four to five weeks. It must be the, it's one guy. Oh, he must be awesome. Yes, yeah, a very nice. Boy. He really is. 
his sound. Thing. He actually sounds kind of like this. It's just kind of when he talks, it's like it's really good to listen to. And I, I very white. He's he's black. I, I think I'm pretty sure so he's very white. And he's got a really nice voice about it. He's just really good to listen to. And he's James entertaining. Earl, James Earl Jones had a good voice. Sure. He was Darth Vader. He, he was James Earl Jones was Darth Vader. His voice. Oh. No, I no, thought, that was Darth that Vader movie. didn't look that big. I thought he was a little bit. No, no. <laughs> it just, <laughs> just the through the mask voice of James Earl Jones. You know that? I did know that. Okay, I thought smacking because earlier we were like, oh, I could listen to four seconds of episodes four, five, and six to tell you what's going on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as soon as you hear the words. I really hope that comes out. What? Pokrine! Both of you. Extremely, I'm just doing the one. Yeah, I, according according to the uh, mother site, scars are mirrored and the corrosion begins October first. Okay. It's real early October. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's coming up fast. We're coming up on. Now. We're starting August We're starting this weekend. August and then, so yeah, in September. Yeah, wow. Two I months. It's literally two months away. Wow, like that is that's really fast. I feel like that is a Friday. Yeah, obviously it's always on a Friday. That is a freaking Friday. That's gonna be bitching. It's always on a Friday. That I won't be able to probably buy. Yeah, um, but I mean that's you know standard of the future. Let's talk about the standard of the now, which isn't you know future sight or time shifted. We don't have predictions of you know we're, we're not gonna go. Sight. We have to have realistic predictions. What what did we play tonight? What you what were your game one? Uh, my game one mm-hmm. is... Doggy. So somebody was from the French Oh, uh, yeah, I did play was that. Was Turbolands. Badass. No, don't, don't insult people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if he listens, he knows I'm joking. Anyways, uh, so you oh, played no. Turbolands. What did you play round one? Yeah. You, you I, round one, I actually played against uh, a rogue deck. Mm-hmm. Um, it was running Abyssal Persecutors and Bizarre Traders and Act of Treason. Yeah, I, which which I made a horrible mistake on because I was. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I lost to it because I totally, totally forgot that like it affected creatures. When I saw the Bizarre Trader, I thought of artifacts because I was thinking of the uh, the old combo with it. The uh, the, the mortal coil. The yeah, mortal coil. You know what I mean. So I was thinking artifacts, enchantments. You know what I mean. So so I I cast my primeval titan and I brought in my balakuts and I killed the I I was dealing uh, eighteen at the time when I when I cast when I swung with my <laughs> when I swung with my um, primeval titan I I was dealing eighteen points of damage. I did six to the abyssal persecutor and twelve to him and I didn't kill the the traitor. It, just didn't thinking of it, you know what I mean? He took his turn, played Mark of Mutiny, and then kept my, then kept the Primeval Titan. I could have still won the game if I would have top decked a, uh, uh, a gonna, mountain. I was going to ask you about that because we 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 do the prototype podcast. If anybody listens, you know, checks that out or whatever. But uh, I was informed that the Bizarre Trader no longer overrode Act of Treason, and I. And but someone also that's what I was under the assumption I had heard somebody say that like if you act your treason something and then bizarre trader to give it to you permanently I was told that that didn't work but then I've been told by some of our listeners have responded that you actually can do that and so I don't know which one it is like fifty fifty uh, we got to definitely write to the judge cast or uh, 
cut out a section of them and, and you know send them an audio version like uh, UMTG Taps does whenever they have a question they just yeah. kind of clip a little audio and yeah. send it to them and be like this is our question yeah we probably should um, ask it you know when you act treasonable creature uh, and then bizarre trigger that creature giving you self control of it for I assume I assume you keep it because you're giving yourself control of it I just didn't know if it over overruled like I didn't know if it overruled and someone had told me it didn't so that's why I was I didn't consider it for the deck we were doing. The deck we were doing was active treason playing. So, yeah. I lost to a red-green aggro deck. It sucked so much. <laughs> what all was it running? What was its beaters? What did it suck? Leatherback, Bayloft, Bloodbraid Elves. So was it was it like an Eldrazi package? No! Just red, just red, red, green beaters. <laughs> yeah, I beat, him, I beat him this week and last week, so <laughs> that's funny. What did I, what did I play? I mean, I won. Oh, it was control. I played uh, Esper control, Esper. which had like thirteen main deck counter spells. Wow, it was so hard. I was, I got him to like one, and just could not chisel out three more damage for like six turns because he killed my colonnade, so I couldn't animate it. And eventually, he resolved, he resolved the wall of denial. So I'm like, I cannot get through that wall. Like, I have to, like, a draw on a Johnny or in a Bolt. I mean, I have so many answers, I couldn't hit nothing. I tried to day, like, deprive. I tried to, <laughs> just all this stuff going on, I just, I could not get through it. Uh, eventually I won the game, but, I mean, and then, let's see, that was everybody's round one. So, Esper Control's been showing up places. Yeah, a little bit here and there. Um, the, the little aggro decks, you know, like the green-red, the green-white, I ended up playing one of those, two of those actually tonight. Um, any other like little aggro decks? Well, I, I did, round two I faced red deck wins, which is which is a hard matchup for the Balaku deck, you know, because Balaku really doesn't start to move until turn three, four, you know. By that point, you're in burn range, you know. So if you don't burn them out really fast, you're dead. Right, and then which you lost round two also, or did you win? I lost in beer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You you played Corey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then play mirror. I destroyed Red Dead Wins actually. <laughs> yeah, obviously, because they like uh, burn you, burn you. Like okay, um, on they're, like, they're like burn, burn, burn. Combo. Creature burst it. Creature burst it. Mana leak it. I'm out of fuel. <laughs> turn six. I've got no cards left. And, and you just I'm like cast time warp. <laughs> combo. Yeah, that's a, that's just back. Red Deck has no answers to a combo deck. No, you just have to burn them out, and if they're running counter. And I'm, I'm actually happy that, that combo's back in standard. You know what well, I mean? So they're being in the same color as the you know, Pyromancy Central. Oh, so good! Without having to run Naya Charm for that whole combo deck, it makes that deck really World playable. Council is yeah. yeah. And then, what did you end up playing round two? Did you win uh, I think I went up against the Vengervine Jung with Fauna Shaman. Did you win that one? Obviously. Okay. Yeah, you won that one. one. No. Alright, but I was going against uh, round two, uh, Vengervine Jun, uh, and he also ran Fauna Shaman and a couple of Drowsy Monuments. So it was kind of like the monster truck list that Mike Flores had, right? He, he, he yeah, like yeah, it's it's for a real close to the monster truck build. That exactly. tries to trigger uh, Vengervine off blood right every time. It's but like they, uh, he was also running, what else was he running? He said Fauna Shaman. Well, he was running ridiculous. Fauna Shaman, he was running two Eldrazi Monuments. He was running, you know, pulses, lightnings, and board. Yeah. Um, 
He might have been running Lightning Bolt, so I don't remember. I don't think when I played him last week he was. And he changed it a little bit. Not much, but a little bit. But I, I mean, I won 2-0. That, that, if you're like, Fauna Shamaning up a Blood Braid off ditching a veg line is really, really good. I, <coughs> I had that happen to me last week multiple times in the same game. Honestly, I think only one of my matches that I won were actually 2-1. I think it was for 2-0. And then, uh, CJ, you played Jank. CJ played Rebel. So, what, what is round three then? Round three, I faced uh, Jund. Well, and how how in the down. world Jun was at the uh, O two, <laughs> you know, was hilarious. O two, why are you here? <laughs> what are you doing? It's <laughs> Jun. Why is Jun? I didn't, I didn't really see something that was kind of interesting. Somebody was trying to run an Esper Mill. Now the colors are off, but the fact that they threw like Hollymine Bonamitos in with Jason's Erasure, I thought was actually kind of neat. Yeah, it's kind of. I like Jason's Erasure actually a lot. I want to play that. I feel like that card could actually be kind of good if it wasn't for all drops. But I mean, you could probably get surprise factor out of it because no one's like packing. So just like like eight. old Jace Raider, but now Jason's Brasher, and I feel like it'd make it a faster build. You, you brainstorm and they take the top three out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like brainstorm down mill three, yeah, and I'll put you back. And then you know what I mean? Or you see just like end stuff. I'm gonna Jason's ingenuity. Uh, mill three. My turn. Mill one more. Brainstorm, mill three more. Like if you run, but you can also run the crabs in it too. And also if you pair it with like the black style particular cards, like if you if the you, mind funerals, yeah. the like if I didn't hate mills so much, I'd write a fun list for that. Yeah, I might write up a fun list for it anyways. I just wouldn't play, but I feel like that built right could properly work. Like yeah, in white. Well, I, you definitely if you're gonna if you're gonna run mill, you absolutely have to run the ley line. Yeah, like, it, it may not it may not necessarily be in your in your main deck, but it has to be in your sideboard. And you have to board. So you think it side. should be best for them just for ley line? You don't, don't even white, or just put four in and hope you draw it. No, 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 not white. The black one, the black, the where where well, in, where it has. The way a re- you can gain a lot of life. Oh, right. uh-huh. Black in. Why? Well, I mean, if you did like black blue mill, yeah, instead of black white, get the ley line. You get both ley lines. Well, no, we have all of them into a bunch of red deck wins. Help you have. If you go Esper, you have a better chance. Of well, you know, playing. if, if, I, if I took a, if I took out white and do black blue mill, I would put What is, what other um? But the thing is, wall moments. If you have Jason or Asher out, yeah, it's like no K two get a wall, draw a card, you mill a card <laughs> from yeah. my wall. And also, Esper charm is like uh, I'll draw two, you mill two. Like that deck has so much synergy with that card. What what deck what uh what did you face round three? Do you remember? Um, I feel like that what? deck I was just telling you about. The yeah, all the Esper, okay. Yeah, was it? Yes. Um, oh, you had to play that guy. That round was four was Grixis and round five was Brenda. You had to play Grixis. Yeah, it was embarrassing. You <laughs> was so bad. Did you lose to it? He swerved me. Oh my god. Swerve. He had to he ask a rules time. question because he swerved the time warp when he had an active pyromancer out, and he didn't <sighs> specify which time warp he was swerving. Yeah, that kind of it didn't matter because he's the guy swerved, who I if he swerves the first copy of time warp, the original and not the if he swerves the original and not the copy, Steve takes his turn first. Right. If he swerves the copy, he takes his turn, and then Steve takes his turn. Right. But um. The thing is that he guy had to ask the question. Suffered Jason's 
ultimate two times in a row. So I, don't, I don't really care. <laughs> so you lost game one, and you're like, game, game two, poor Jason, game three, poor Jason. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'll win with that. Poor Jason, poor more Jason. Well, I played an interesting uh, green-white list that ran, uh, ran like Gideon's Garouks, it ran Leatherback Bailoffs, it ran Gaius Revenge. It just ran a bunch of crap. And I'm like, and I just got blown out by it. I probably shouldn't have kept the five-man hand, but I figured maybe I'd get there. And that last time I played the guy, he was playing a janky deck. You talking about uh, Walmart man? No, not no. Schroeder. Oh. Not that guy. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to name names. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. why I said Walmart man. Oh yeah. No, not that guy. He, he that was my last match. But no, the, what about Scissor Teeth? He's playing. <laughs> Is that what we're calling him now, Scissor Teeth? Because that works, dude. <laughs> I saw him. <laughs> that just scared me. Did you notice it this yeah, time? I was. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't noticed the nerve endings. Or that he had messed up taster. Um, but I mean, like standard seems pretty healthy right now, though. I mean, are you complaining? Uh, aside from prices, the, like, no. I mean, I think the 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 meta game is actually really fun and interesting right now because it's not it's not John 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 John. You know what can beat John? I control the time I mean, being. I would be more than happy playing that deck until. Wait, no, nothing cycles out of No. No, nothing cycles the except for the the time work. Time works. Time work, which is very relevant. Which is kind yeah. of the whole point. Although, Universal uh, might be a place in that deck. Not that higher than why, why, why would that do anything? At all. I meant after Pyramid's deck. Why would they get rid of Time Warp? You could time, time Reversal and then Time Reversal just to irritate the fist out of your opponent. Like, they have to shuffle their entire hand in twice. I, honestly, honestly, what I, yeah, like, without the extra turns, that deck's going to die. That deck's gone. It's gone. Yeah. There's nothing to do in there if you don't have extra. Right. Maybe they'll reprint time stretchers. So, or Beacon of Tomorrow. Yeah. Or like, uh, that would be fun. Walk of the Eons with six man. Maybe it would be the Beacon of Yesterday since what they would, I don't know. It'd be reverse the last turn taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'd be like, end the turn that you haven't taken yet. Skip your next That's how we can unglued car. <laughs> end the <laughs> turn that you haven't taken yet. Now the the deck that I'm actually really interested in building, and it's it's a deck that I'm probably gonna work on while I'm going through and doing my vacation next week. Yeah. Yay! I'm on vacation. I feel bad for your wife. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. I'm working. <laughs> no, I it'll be like in the evenings and stuff, or sitting around the cabin. The um um I'm gonna build a a, a black and green Eldrazi. Oh, yeah, this is what you're talking yeah about. the black green Eldrazi list with the monument. Grave Titans. I'm gonna put the reoccurring uh, skeleton in it too. Yeah, he might be okay. I mean, I think he's gonna. Like I think he's gonna be great. Keep yeah, keep two mana, keep the engine going. It's if I don't. Of upkeep, two mana. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Scars. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm looking forward to scars a lot. Unfortunately, it feels like I'm wasting like half my life in this magic. I just wait for more cards. I just wait for more cards, and it's like I don't care about regular life. It's like magic. I play magic like five days a week. Like, well, on top of that, no matter how many cards you wait for, you're always reverting to red plate three. Yeah, whatever. It's true. Well, you guys, you guys think with the, with the exception of like four commons. I win with the deck. It's not like so I always nice. lose. Well, I won last week. I would honestly like to keep playing that deck. The pyromancers. I'll, I'll, I'll Until it has to go away. I'll let you play it. Yeah, I mean, Steve is the sugar daddy of magic card loaning. Hey, you know what? 
Not Steve, I'm sorry, CJ. CJ is. Yeah. I normally have to loan crap to the two of you. So I don't want to hear me because I sold Jason Elspeth's online. Every fetch land slash dual land slash man land in the format. It's like, it's like I had to sell mine to get cards. It's so expensive to play this game. And I then he just, has all the mana yeah. bases. And like, Steve, you don't have crap. Well, by the way, can I borrow three sections? <laughs> That's kind of how it works. All the time. Yeah. Except well, for this week, which that shocked the hell out of me. What? And then and when he asked me to borrow a card, I yeah. actually borrowed a deck for the first time ever. Yeah, it's the first time you've ever borrowed cards off of me. The first time you ever played a deck that wasn't yours. Yep. It's an internet list. It's only because it's Pine Man 3. No, yeah. really. For the most part, internet list. Not oh, really. We kind of changed that. that. Is, we should write the list down so we can tweak it. I feel like and that, maybe post that it. Yeah, I don't know. We don't even know. You, you could prototype it. Yeah, prototype Power Man Suspension deck. Sure, I sure. I feel like the Arcade Suspension could actually work in there. There was a guy who built one where he just, uh, he played an Eldrazi, Time Warp, and he just, and Looters. So he ditched an Eldrazi. No, he'd draw his, he'd search for the Time Warp. You know, and then uh, do something. Use that to time use warp. that. Uh, yeah, one for the Pyromancer Ascension. Exactly, doesn't matter what's. Well, no, the Archmage Ascension. Oh. Okay. He'd cast the time warp, okay, and then he'd go to his grave. He only had one time warp. He'd cast, <laughs> he'd go to the graveyard. He'd looter a uh, Emrakul, not an Emrakul. He used Ulamog. He probably should have used Emrakul, yeah. but he'd shuffle the time warp back in and the Emrakul or the Ulamog. He'd shuffle it back into the deck. And then just rinse, lather, and repeat. The next turn, he'd looter for a uh, for the time warp. Discard some random card, cast the time warp, and then draw and like draw for turn. No, he draw for turn time warp. Then looter for the Eldrazi after he time warp. And just every turn, play a land, That's shuffle fun. the uh, you know do that every turn. He basically took like infinite turns in a row. I I was saying he probably should have been running either Jace or like um. Or like Emrakul, so that way at the end he's just cast Emrakul, untapped, and just you know. Super win. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of lot of cool rogue decks that people could build right now. It's just people don't like to innovate quite as much as they used to. Yeah, it's because everything's so expensive. It's like I might as well just play my playset of Jason. Yeah. You know? Well, like Gary, like Gary Thompson, the pro player. Yeah. Uh, uh, Patrick Chapin. They're they're all starting to come out and saying that. Uh, the innovators are dying off. Yeah. You know, Patrick Chapin, have you you've heard actual interviews with him, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He has he is a really nice guy. Like in, in any interview I've ever heard of him, he sounds like he is legitimately the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Like he sounds really nice and stuff. It's really funny. I mean, it might be a disguise, you know. I'm no, nice, I think I'm he, the nicest guy you'll ever meet. You're yeah, such a liar. I've thoroughly, I've thoroughly enjoyed reading his book. You know. A mugger is nicer than you. <laughs> <laughs> that I meet in the back alleys of some whorehouse. <laughs> why, why are why, why are, are you guys, hanging out in the alleys of whorehouses? Why does that whorehouses have alleys? Situation. Yeah. Why are you guys talking about your, why why are you guys talking about nice like how nice guys are? You're trying to sound gay. Damn it, Ian, shut up. Just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's not even here, and Ian's getting hated on. I know. Well, um, you know, he deserved to get... He, he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Steve's done. Because, and know, Steve's done. Right. I swear, I swear the, you know, the one guy, 
that the card shop he, he must have tried to insult he thought of that insult the entire week leading up to Zogby. You're not supposed to say names. Oh, I'm no. sorry, rule book. Everyone's yeah, got a nickname rule book, there anyway. Yeah. The rule book. Rule book. I was playing with somebody that just stood I mean, off he, on a little he, banner. He, he made that comment, I looked over at him and was like You look like you haven't showered in like seven days and like you just got beat he looked like absolute crap. And he's talking shit. But it was funny. He looked so dirty and ragged. I was playing an opponent, and he he was talking to somebody like three tables behind me about how they didn't have priority to kill uh, his Lotus uh, He was playing some and kid who didn't know nothing about like, the game. He's like, you don't have priority. And I, I just started smiling. My opponent was like, what's so funny? I'm like, Rulebook back there is about to go off on a tangent about how they don't have priority and explain to them that they cannot respond until the landfall trigger goes on the stack. And But I said he has to do it in a technical way. He can't just say, you can't kill my dude until it triggers. Like, he can't say that. Like, he legitimately sounds like he is quoting the rule book, hence the yeah. nickname. Well, he when he was playing um, I don't know how, is the he Dredge judge deck, or not? No. He's not. no. He's, he's a rules advisor. He's, he's a rules advisor. He is a rules advisor. Sounds like he's it's like it's, it's like the first it's it's the first it's the very first step you take to start becoming a judge. The tests are hard, to, dude. But I mean that's what it is, though, right? Yeah, yeah. But then you have to find the level judge above what you're trying to test into in order to administer the test. So like, I would have to find a level two to give me my level one. Test. No, you just have to find a level one. I have to find a level two. Level two. You have oh, to yeah. go to you have to go to the level higher mm-hmm. for the one that you're going for. That's a level two. No. There's, I don't think there's anybody around here we could find out. But uh, our level two's like, well, what kind of power do you have? Uh, and Lee, Lee at uh, at uh, Underhill is a judge. Is he a level two? He's a uh, level two or three. That's right, he is. I, I that's right. I had a conversation I think with him before. Yeah, he's a judge. He used to go down to like the PTQs and stuff. He doesn't do it as often as he used to though. I think he might be slowly getting out of doing it. Said it's too much to keep up with. What kind of power does this level two judge give? No, nothing really. It's just, it's just, it, you know what I mean. You get assigned different roles when you're at tournaments and stuff. Yeah, like they have level five judges who are like head of the community type thing. Like they, have, they especially are part of community stuff. Yeah, and if you're in an they did, they decide like rule changes and stuff like that. They help decide a lot of that there's kind like of stuff. Of there's only five. Yeah, there's only there's very few. Oh, really? There's five yeah. or six. It sounds box. like the world that there's not that many of. Yeah. And there shouldn't be. No. You should find out and look, you should study up and just be a judge. What am I? I want to be a judge. I want a rules advisor test. I want as hard as shit. Yeah, I'm I mean, scared for my judge one once I actually try to take it. There's stuff that I think. Becoming I a judge has some nasty benefits from what I've heard. Well, well depending on me. You get judge promos. Well, not, not even that, like. Um, Friend's girlfriend or whatever she's working on judge dude. Mm-hmm. She went to go judge at a tournament, like and they pay you. They pay you. Mm-hmm. And they pay for your room in like everything. Yeah, they could they, awesome. Wizard pays like there's benefits. I, I'm sure Wizard judge. probably does the same uh, Wizard. Wizards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, like I know I know uh, like uh, in the Star City events they, the Star City All pays those, those judges. Yeah, you didn't go with us to uh I mean I just think that's cool, like judge benefits, like going judge like it's like would stay, play, and not pay for anything. Well, on top of that, like if you're an FNM and you're the highest level there, 
and somebody has a rolling question, and you walk over and actually say it, you have final say if you're there. So, like, if I if I became level one, I would have final say unless Carl was there, who he's also a level one, so he just have to insult. Yeah, the other thing though is, um, if there is a judge who is actually in charge of the tournament, their their judging is final, even if there is another judge there, and even if the ruling is completely wrong. Yeah. So you could tell Dog uh, Rulebook that he's not allowed to, uh, that he has to reveal with Mogaya. No, I'm kidding. With number four. <laughs> he was arguing so bad about it. He was that. arguing with me, too. I'm like, yeah. you have to reveal number four. He's like, no, it's a replacement effect. And I'm like, it's a static. I'm like, there's a pause. And he's like, no, the only reason I have to keep revealing is because of the replacement effect. I'm like, it's cool. He's like, well, I can reveal it if you want. It doesn't really matter. You reveal to Jace. I'm like, I mean, it doesn't really matter because you're going to win. Uh yes, they can, but I mean it's their own. It's their their time. It's their community, and you know, like they want to upgrade the community and stuff like that. Nobody probably was just curious. No, all the judges at Star City events and everything get paid like decent amount of money. You get paid well. Stuff like that. If you're well, high. more reason for you to start studying, right? Yeah, I, I've always wanted job. to be a judge and stuff. Um, CJ uh got a phone call, so you had to go for a second. Uh, is there anything? There's a legacy tournament going on tomorrow. Is there anything? GP Columbus. Is there anything interesting legacy wise you haven't really been keeping? Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't know Mind Break Trap was actually used in some boards. Yeah, it's used um, for like the decks, the some of the combo decks that are out. And stuff. But there's not many. Right? Kind of a main like force of will. It's like legacies consisted of 43 land blue. Yeah. Goblins. Um, zoo. It, it beats tendrils. Well, nobody, nobody can run that anymore. No, they can still run it. They can. They just don't have Mystic Tutor, which makes it slower. Um, they can still run, you know, the the combo, uh, and uh, like they can go. I'm gonna storm, and you just so exile all your your original spell and all the storm copies, like with the Mind Break Trap. Right. So you were playing Black and Legacy. Yeah. There, there was Reanimator. I've also seen a couple Legacy decks like, turn to I was thinking, because like, if it's not bad, then everybody else has Karma Boy. Well, the, a couple of people have went, the old decks Reanimator was like turn 2 Iona. I could go turn 1. Yeah. They never went turn 1, because they're... Yeah, they don't know what you're playing at that point. Yeah. Right, but if you go if you go turn 1 Iona... I told Ian, I just want to play with somebody who has that Reanimator deck, and just turn 1 Dark Ritual in Tomb with an... Uh, like uh, bring the ant reanimate with Diana effect. Look at them; they haven't even dropped the land yet, and be black. They like name a random. Just look at them and eyeball them and profile their color. And you're like green, and they're like scoop game two. I just want to do it to somebody. It would be hilarious. Yeah, just hilarious if you could do with the Hammerpool. Of course, you can do. Itself in the I know, but you can do Hammerpool three. Just the highway. No, uh, channel's not legal. Channel's not legal. Dang. It's vintage is legal. Oh, vintage. Oh, vintage is restricted. My bad. But no, I mean, like, turn one Iona and just eyeball somebody they haven't even dropped the land yet, Steve. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Yeah. You just eyeball them. Like, they, they ripple shuffle towards you and you know what they're playing, so you fake it out that you're, like, looking at them and you're, like, blue. And then just go, game two. And <laughs> just scoop up their cards and just say game two. It's actually not even scooping anything out because they don't have permanent at that point. Now, I will tell you though, I played against a legacy deck the other day, and it was on workstation. Mm-hmm. But what he was doing, like I didn't, I didn't see the helm of obedience 
lay on the void combo. Yeah. Before core ECDH. Right. It's kind of pretty good. It's it's kind of good. So I need one mana available to tap it. So you need like five. Mm-hmm. While I was going against a legacy deck, that his whole point would be turn zero cha- or uh, leyline. Turn one, it would be like land, chromox, lotus petal, and turn two, it would be like land. What is that? One, two, three, four. Land and something else. So basically, it's like turn two. Helm combo, and that's the whole deck. Yeah, it's. I think that combo is just. Speaking of EDH, I mean, that just feels like douchebaggery. Like, Corey. It is. It's, like, just a duel. I'm like, I will slaughter you with Rex. If you want to play like that, we will play with general damage, and I will kill you on turn five. If you want to play like that, Corey. Well, thing is, he could bust it off turn two. He's not going to bust it off turn two. If he gets it, he has to tutor for it and everything. He has a tutor for it and everything. I right. mean, so, but I mean, it's just one of those cards, you know. The helms, uh, how much does it even cost? Four to play. It's four to one play. One to go in. Yeah, and what it does is, uh, it taps the mill until X cards are put into the graveyard, or X or creatures, a, or a, a creature. creature, and uh, the ley line, the black ley line, exiles those creatures instead of putting them into the graveyard, so it never sees any of the cards hit the graveyard. So you That's can just card in general. Well, thing is, you didn't even, I don't even think you know about the other ability that Helm has. There's another ability? Yeah. Oh, what? Okay, you tap X and pay, you pay X and tap it. Yeah. Target player puts the top cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Yeah. Until either X cards are put in or, or, or a creature. Do you get the creature? Okay. When the creature hits the graveyard, you get control of that creature. And it's not until the end of turn. You gain control of that creature. Yeah. That's why it's called Helm of Obedience. Okay. So, yeah. So if worst comes to worst and you don't have Chal or why do I keep trying to call it Chalice? Um, yeah, because I'm thinking Chalice of the Void. Well, he's not gonna hit. He he'd have to like do it for like 15 to hit a relevant creature in my deck because I run so many. All right. And so I mean I don't run. I mean I don't run that many creatures. I'm talking so. even for Legacy. Well, yeah. Because you sit there and you don't have to have Leyline out. You could be like, okay, Helm for you know four or five, and I'm. And so you're going against Reanimator. Random. You helm for five, hit their Iona in main black. I got like, Iona to that. Uh, I couldn't get out of it. That's what took our uh my green light matchup, the guy who was stalling so long. He I let him summoning trap. I mean I let him summoning trap when I devastating summon a force. When I destructive force. Or so, no, he's summoning trap into an Iona. Like I'm like, I can't but win this. Like and then he was just slow rolling me by, you know, playing a block of worm, and then, you know, I just couldn't kill him. And he named White, and I couldn't draw Jace to bounce the Iona, and I just I couldn't deal with the Iona lock. And I had like a giant in hand wall of worm in path. Like I had answers to kill him. I just I got locked out of Iona, and um, that was unfortunate. So let's see. Uh, we got we we're talking about EDH. We we're talking about Corey's EDH deck and how he runs Helm of Obedience. Uh, with Leyline to exile their entire library, which is really dumb. Um, and then we're talking the about the EDH deck that he has big cards that just get that combo out. Yeah, I call the EDH deck. That's dumb. And then Iona's the or not Iona. Um, no. Una's the general. Yeah. So his whole EDH deck's based around mill. Yeah, it seems dumb. Trying to mill ninety nine cards. 
Huh? I just want to play. I just want to play Corey in a one on one. That's just. I'm sitting here. I just want to play him on one one. I think I would crush him if we play general damage. I will crush him. Yeah. I I will kill him in two swings with Thrax. No. <laughs> but you know, I mean, EDH is a really fun format, and that's the thing. It's like that's why I'm so like aggressive about playing Corey, and he's playing a a really douchebag deck. Like it's, it's just not in the flavor of EDH. Anything else in there? No, it's that combo. Like that's what he's playing. He's playing EDH that revolves around two cards and each tutor for and a bunch of counter spells until he can find it. It's really not, and that's not the flavor of EDH. It's not about you know be, being the most competitive. It's about having fun and playing the cards, the dumb cards that you can't play in standard. You can't play in extended. You know. I like, took out the training grounds combo. Like Thraxamondor. You can't really play Thraxamondor is garbage, right? He's garbage as a start. He's garbage. Yeah. But he's an amazing general. He's an amazing EDH general. He has haste, he's a 6-6, six, six, and when he attacks defending player, sacks a dude. It's like ridiculous. I took out my uh, training ground combo in order to make it any more damage. Unless you get to play Gilded Lotus. I want to see them reprint Gilded Lotus. I would die if they reprinted Gilded Lotus with Destructive Force in the format. I'd like Gilded Lotus shit. pass Destructive Force. Good game. Gilded Lotus? Lotus? Yeah. It was worth like three cents when it was in standard. Three to five dollars. <laughs> three cents. And it's still three to five dollars. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would love to see that thing. So we got any other forthcoming events we want to talk about? I mean, we'll pimp, we'll, we'll pimp our own email. I mean, we got uh, mtg5cc at gmail.com. How hard is that to remember? mtg5cc at gmail.com. Email us. Wait, Tell us on, that you like wait. us. Is it the number five? Yes. Okay. Is the number five. Oh, <laughs> and we did have one email. I would like to uh, read it or have maybe you read it. No, go ahead and read it. better at reading. I'm um, not that good at reading. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> He says uh, he was just listening to the podcast. He was listening to it while he was playing WoW. This is what uh, He says that uh, it says the first Magic the Gathering podcast is going to be part of his regular uh, rotation of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. There ain't nothing regular about this podcast. It comes yeah. out once in a blue moon. We're going to fix it. Yeah. All right. He says uh, he's very much like CJ. He question mark it what he was talking about because he played during beta and revised through uh, Urza's block and stopped because he went to college and needed to protect his money. Right. Um, to me and his friend, him and his friends got back during evening tide is uh, when they got back and, uh, but nothing came out of it. And, but they started back up. He started back up during the Xbox game when it came out. The duels of the so planeswalker. A lot of that. people started. That's what we were talking about last time though. They said, uh, uh, half a year ago or whatever, and he says thanks to the deck builder kit, which I haven't actually seen. He's like some Eldrazi fat packs and booster packs. He's gotten to the swing again, so he's starting to get back into playing and he's enjoying it. This is a. Friday. He says he went to the uh, 2011 pre-release, but uh, he but didn't purchase any or anything or anything. But he had a good time and stuff. Um, he says he's not a hardcore magic player, but he does list, like listening to uh, podcasts, and he likes the manner of ours, so apparently he likes a lot of banner and, and no content. Uh, <laughs> uh, he said the sound quality was low, so hopefully 
Yeah, well, yeah hopefully with nice. the mic we're going to get things fixed. Hopefully this it, mic fixes the problem. Right. Yeah, he said he had to protect his money because he was going to college. Yeah. You're supposed to protect things with like force of wills and the old chimeras from visions <laughs> and shit. You're not supposed to stop playing. <laughs> um. So then, okay, we got the email address. You know, Send us some emails. We'll read them on the show. We'll talk about you guys. Sure. We love it. Uh, leave us comments at MCGCast. Uh, um, yeah, we love the comments, guys. Uh, if you if you have the time and you're you're swinging by and you're checking out the different things, leave leave comments. You yeah, know, it lets us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. I mean, we finally, me and Ian, we've been doing prototype just podcast on network. We finally got people that actually like sat down and said we do stuff wrong. Like it's yeah. I'm talking about uh, yeah, just just stupid stuff. We were talking about how we're just like uh boy bullet pointed like me right. and Ian. Like what we do wrong or something, what we need to look forward to. <laughs> like we're on what seventeen episodes, and right? Finally, tell us. So I mean, like you're you're starting up a podcast. Uh yeah, yeah. Give me give me about a, a month, and I'll get everything. <laughs> no, I, honestly, I within the next month, I will have my <laughs> I will have my podcast ready, and I will have my. Yeah, we definitely need the sneeze button. Got um, you. Got you. <laughs> uh, I will, my, my podcast is going to be the Universal Call. It's going to be a video podcast. And the whole premise behind this podcast is uh, when you were younger and you were reading like the old uh, books where you would read and it would say, like, is Batman going to jump off the building or is he going to save? Yeah, the, the, yeah, right. You know, turn the page. Right. Turn to page 45 or something. Okay, time's up. Next topic. Uh, the um, the uh, <laughs> we did we did no gongs. <laughs> I can bring a gong. <laughs> so the, the the um the podcast is going to take a game state and go to a certain point where it's going to and I'm going to stop the video, have a couple of choices, you know what I mean, of like what kind of game, like what kind of play choice you can make or something like that, and then let the uh, audience vote on what play they want to see happening or what's the correct play to make out of a situation. And it's not going to be like the old puzzles from like, you know, the scry magazines and yeah. stuff like that. It's going to be general, just play ideas. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily going to win you the game. It may be a game that's unwinnable. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, what's the best play to give yourself the best chance to win. Um, and that's going to be against Balakut. Right, you versus Balakut. Uh, versus Turbo Land, even worse. Even worse. Yeah, have a board answer to Turbo Land. But that's the idea behind it. It's just kind of present like the audience with a bunch of options and let them pick what they can do. Okay. So it'll be that coming. Sounds good. What's up, man? I got a whole other box of shit. I know that. What? My dad's been working. Um, is there anything, Steve, you want to pimp? You don't really do anything, do you? I don't have much to talk about. I'm the only person. I, I had to bum a deck this week, and nobody wants to listen to me banter about EDH. That's not fun. They're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, people like EDH. People do like EDH, and we're more we're kind of news related, but yet still casual, kind of. But yet still tournament. We're, we're everywhere. We're everywhere, dude. Right yeah. yeah, there could they everyone could have easily have shut this thing off by now. But no, uh, email us at at five uh, cc at mtg at gmail dot com. Um. EDH. I mean, we don't. That's all we got. Talk, talk to us. We'll talk to you back. If you send us a lot of comments or stuff, we'll get the show out faster next time. Make, <laughs> make, a, make a point. We'll talk. Back. No comments. You have to wait a month for the next show. You give us 15 mm. comments. We'll put it out the next week. Thank you, guys.